All right, hey man, um, another week starting uh, recording early this morning. Probably be a little bit before I upload, but um, this week I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, let me turn my Wi-Fi off real quick because otherwise we'll get a thousand dings. Um, I wanted to. I want to talk about like this self-awareness piece because I've been noticing this for a while. I get a sense that I'm, there's a few individuals specifically that I recognize that I, I deal with on a regular basis, and then um, it allows me to be more sensitive to other people and in, in reading them off the bat. And I don't know if it's fair or not fair, but it's just something I wanted to I kind of wanted to sort through. But like, <clears throat> oh, I have such a great sense of self-awareness, such a self, you know, it's, it's a prize these days, right? Like everybody's seeking self-awareness. You know, I talk about it a lot and how I've moved through a lot of things to, to reconcile who I appreciate, who I am, right? But um, it's funny because some people, some people use it wonderfully. Many people use it wonderfully as, a, as an opportunity to be better or how they impact a situation um, or how they can be more responsive or, or um, instrumental in developing, managing, um, leading, just dealing with life, right? And that's cool. But then there's other people, and I'm working on this, like they take it to an extreme, you know, like they have such a high level of self-awareness and it's really, really cool. They know themselves. And then they use that as an excuse to be themselves. And that's a fault. You know, whether, whether they're using it whether we're using our self-awareness to validate who we are and then we put artificial limiters on what we can accomplish or achieve or we end up making excuses for ourselves to continue to behave the way we behave because that's who we are and I, I wanted to I just was thinking about that it really hit me two weeks ago and then again this weekend and it's, it's been something that I've been feeling I don't want to I catch myself, you know, um, I've been thinking about this in regards to myself for a long time and wondering now too, if I'm even falling trapped to it, to an extent or degree, right? Um, and when I'm aware of that, I'm doing it, I try to fight it, you know, try to block it from happening. But I guess I'm talking in whatever, like nobody understands what I'm saying right now. But um, let me give it an example. Like, and somebody says, oh, well, you know, I'm just the kind of person that, you know, I just always run late. You know, that's just, that's just who I am. I run late, you know, I have, I have trouble with timelines and just, and it's like, that's, that's who I am. I know that about myself. It's like, okay, cool. Like, I appreciate that you know that about yourself. But are you using that as, as permission to continue to be late for the rest of your life at everything? Or are you using it as a, a tool that says, okay, hey, cool, there's something that I could probably work on. And what are the strategies I need to incorporate in order to not be that person? That's a, that's a very simple, easy to see example of somebody who is aware of who they are and they're using it to be an excuse of who they are and, and not better or grow, you know? Another one would be like, oh, well, you know, I'm just not a very good runner. You know, I'm, I've got a lot of mass or I'm strong and I'd like to do this. I like to do that. I just, 
you know, I've never been a good runner. I don't enjoy it. So, you know, I know, I already know I'm going to struggle on this. And it's like, well, okay, cool. I get it. Like, okay, so you know you're not a good runner. and We're, we're going to go and a, a life's demand is going to task us. Are you making, are you using that as an excuse to put an artificial limit on your potential to either be a better runner or to go easy on your run? Right? So, well, I know I'm not a good runner. I know I have struggle. I struggle. Maybe I don't have the body type to be a runner. Well, you, you, do you use that as an excuse not to push yourself, either to be a better runner or when it's time to come and run, to actually increase your work output to run? Or is it just a, an opportunity for you to be lazy? You know, and and I don't mean it as an indictment. It's and it, it could be totally subconscious. And I, and I think that's where it is with a lot of people is that it's it's just a subconscious statement or a, no no not a statement it's a it's a very conscious statement that has subconscious implications on whether your performance setting limits for yourself or obstacles um, marginalizing yourself or um, just giving you an allowance to continue to be less than you could be. And it, and it comes in so many different places too, right? Like, oh, I'm just not good at this. I'm just not good at that. Or, oh, you know, I, I prefer to do this. Or I don't like that. Or or whatever it is. And I mean, those are two super simple examples that we can, we can identify. Oh, wow, that concept makes a lot of sense. The trick is, is to find those more hidden, slippery ways that we do it to ourselves. You know, uh, like Nicole gave me some feedback the other day when we were doing an event. And I go back for feedback. Like, hey, can we make it more professional or this or that? And she's like, hey, look, like part of what makes you 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 is you do this and you do that. Whether it's swearing or um, joking or chewing your tobacco or whatever it is or the clothes that you wear. It's, just, it's what makes you you. But in certain settings, it's okay for you to be something better than that. You know, when you're given a formal um, presentation or something, when take this podcast, for example, it's like, I, I, you know, there's a perfect example there where I've been spoofing on myself for episodes and episodes about my chewing tobacco or not wanting to edit things or not adjusting the microphone or taking the time to read some settings and practice with a tutorial to fix things. And it's just, oh, well, that's just who I am. I like this. I just like the authenticity. I like the feel. And, you know, I, it's just me. It's just what people like about me. And it's like, okay, cool. Great. True. But is there a time and a place for you to be better than you? And as if holding on to that, am I holding on to those things? And it's just holding me back from put in a little more polish and it go, I, I'll go back to Mike Brooks Major Brooks when I first checked into the TBS after coming back from from Fallujah and I just checked in I'm sitting down at his desk and it's just like yeah hey I'm I'm more a field marine I'm a combat marine I'm a this I'm a that and and you know the garrison stuff's hard for me he's like hey well what about the power of the word and you keep using but and or why don't you introduce the power of the word and why can't you be a this and a that and I'm like oh wow you know, that's kind of cool. It's opened up different ways of thinking, and I, I forget it from time to time. And you know, just just the chewing tobacco and 
on video calls and I got a big spit in my mouth and whatever. It's like, hey, it could be detracting. Well, it's, it also is part of my personality or charisma or charm or whatever, whatever the word is. Um, I guess chewing tobacco in the mouth isn't really charm or charisma persona, maybe. There's a time and a place when that persona could be managed a little better. And then I would be able to connect and communicate with less distraction. Um, I was just thinking about that for myself. What other places in my life do I, uh, well, you know, I don't like to do this or I don't like to do that. Well, start, you know, start. Don't use it as an excuse. There's been a handful of things with other people that I, I see it. And it's funny because I try to mentor them through that, right? Don't hold on to who you are for the sake of who you are, you know, or at the detriment of who you are or who you could be. And looking for places when our language reinforces that. It is it is a spin, I suppose, on positive self-talk, sports psychology of, you know, self-talk, positive reframing. But I'm, I'm just kind of articulating in a different way, maybe. It's all the same stuff, you know, slightly different, I suppose. But um, it's all the same in the end. Like, okay, if I want to remove a barrier from you, I'd look at how you're talking to yourself. How you, and you don't even know you're doing it. You're, you're doing it like you're trying to explain to me who you are. You're trying to explain to me how you process or manage or work or do things and I tend to hear all that and I just filter out I just filter out all of that personal reinforcement that you're giving yourself and I'm just like okay hey cool like there's an obstacle to yourself there's another self-imposed obstacle that's where your limits always going to be because that's the story you tell yourself and uh I can I can do it pretty well with other people but then offering them ways to defeat that is where I need to get better. You know, it's easy to point it out. How do you how do you give somebody the skills or the mindset to fight that talk other than giving them the self-awareness that uh, that they're doing it? I suppose that's a big part of it. And teaching them every time they say something like that, and it's just like, hey, there you go, there you go. You know, I guess um, I do that pretty naturally, calling people out. I like it. A lot of people don't like it. But if you don't like it, then, well, be happy with mediocrity, I suppose. But I want people to, I want people to call me out on it, you know. I think about um, all this conversation about what's your why, what's your why, know your why, what's your why. And it's like, oh, hey, cool, like. I'm tired of people jerking each other off about their why. Know your why. And it's so overplayed to the point where I listen to people hammer me about their why. And they all they use it as an opportunity to like, okay, I can under, I understand myself better. You know? But then they they stick with it. It's like it's, it's like they just gave themselves their permission for that. Like I'm really really excited. Like in in my mind, finding out what your why, your why, what, how, whatever that stuff is, it's all great stuff. And I and I'm and I'm using it. 
and it helps me make better sense of the world. It helps me understand different people and I can figure out their why, how I can connect to them. And I think that's really, really cool. It's like I'm going to continuum of the far left being lost in the sauce to progressing through figuring out identity and who am I and and what my goals and purposes in life and interests are to understanding my personality as I'm, I'm continually going to the right as I talk here into developing even more this this personal and emotional maturity intelligence into like discerning what your why is you know and it's cool but don't stop there people are using hey what's your why and they're using that to define who they are and forever that's who they will be and I feel like okay cool now that I understand myself and I can start to understand others what their why is well why 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 I'm saying why a million times but then like how come we can't continue to progress through that and move through to the right where okay I know that this is who I am and so this is how I'm going to be it's just my nature to do it like this well what about if we, we look at ourselves and say hey that why who I am isn't the best match for this scenario or situation or group engagement and do I have enough then information about the otherwise and how people work so that I can massage myself a little bit self-massage that's maybe it's a little bit more pg than whatever my head just went for a second but like how can i massage myself to be less of my why in order to support more the group endeavor or my interaction with another individual to recognize their needs and what their need is right now is not for me to be my why that's not what they need in fact me being my why could it actually has a negative effect on the situation and I find myself going there because I'm sensitive to it with other people pressing their why on me and thinking like yeah hey cool like cute like I love you and I respect your why but um it's not what we need right now and if that's the only tool in your kit bag is for you to just pressure me with your why and and insist that my why has to drive me you become largely irrelevant to the greater part of my life you know well carpenters don't just go to the job site with a hammer you know they've got more tools why would you if here's if here's all the tools on the wall if there's five tools on the wall and i say hey take whatever tools you want we got to go on we got to go on a mission grab all of them <laughs> you know what i mean don't just grab one and say okay cool i got it because this is the only one i know how to use like grab them all take them to the job site and maybe you default you you're going to be predisposed you're going to have a tendency to default towards one or two of those tools to solve things but why because it's the best tool or it's because it's the one that you are most comfortable with or it's the only one you know how to use and i've been thinking about that a lot as i went through my what's my why how and what why what how I'm fascinated with that information. But then it's like, okay, hey, cool, I'm a I'm a I'm a trust. Relationships built on trust, you know? And uh truth. Truth drives me. But if I'm always focused on that, 
I will rub butt heads eventually with certain people in different situations. I don't want to be, I don't want to put an artificial limiter on being able to be successful across as many endeavors as possible or in life in general. You know, I don't want that. I want to develop them all. I want to be able to receive people of all different wise. I want to be able to manage myself to be, especially in a, in a, in the business um, profession of helping others. You know, when you help somebody else, you don't give them what you have to give. You try to figure out what they need and you try to give them that. When you're in the profession of helping others, you don't come at a relationship with trying to give them what you have. You come at the relationship from a perspective of trying to figure out what they need and then give them that. It's not a do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. It's a do unto others as they would best have done to themselves or best need to have done upon themselves, right? Like that's the, that's taking it to a new level. And I don't care what, like I'm beating up the why because that seems to be the one that everybody loves now. What's your why? What's your why? Um, Take your fucking why and shove it up your ass. I'm so tired of hearing it. I just made this podcast uh, less than PG along with self-massage, but um, you know, like there's the Enneagram. Oh, I love the Enneagram and it, and it has a way to pick you out and you've got your wings and like, hey, this is kind of who I am. You can do Zodiac, you can do Personality Finder, you can do Myers-Briggs, you can do the Values and Action Strengths Finder, like pick one, don't matter, you know, but those are supposed to be rubrics to figure out your 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 mannerisms, your 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 strengths and weaknesses and, and generalities. It's not supposed to say, okay, that is gonna it's not supposed to put a label on you and be your definition. If anything, it's supposed to say, Hey, this is where you are and here's a bunch of different avenues, a bunch of different peripheries where you could work at growing into you know in the end at the end of the day you're always I'm always going to come back and I'm going to be a Virgo you know or I'm always going to come back and be an Enneagram one but it doesn't mean that I can't have an appreciation develop skills and abilities to connect with all the other ones out there in in in, in onboard traits and characteristics of the other ones in order to best fit in and balance a team you know, at the end of the day, when, when, when shit hits the fan, you're at your worst, you're fatigued, you're stressed or whatever, you are going to naturally either either regress or progress, I don't, I don't know, or revert, or, or you're just going to distill back to who you are at the core. You will. When we face adversity, you will, the, the energies will push you towards that person. But you're already intimate with that person. If you're at this level of the game of self-awareness and emotional intelligence that we're talking about, you were already you're already intimate with that person. You know, stop using that intimacy to be at the end all to be all for yourself. That's that's kind of where my head's at, and I don't know how to give that feedback. I mean, I guess I do. 
to, to somebody right in their face in the moment. You know, I, I'll use it like in passive aggressive ways. Um, but like uh, deliberately passive aggressive, right? Like where I know, oh, I'm going to just like make a comment to that person and watch it, watch it hit them. You know, not out of frustration, but out of well intention. I like to use that's my kind of my style. And but then I, I also just like, hey, try to have straight conversation, use an example with them. But I'm trying to figure out different ways to give people that feedback, open their eyes. And then I just want to work on different ways to help arm them, help arm them with strategies so that they can go practice it and see it, you know, practice it with, uh, yeah, I mean, ideally, right? Like ideally you want to set people up so that they can practice these things knowing that they're going to have favorable results, at least in the beginning too, right? To build some momentum and some confidence. And then the concern be is that uh, you set them up to practice these things and then their first time practicing it, they achieve less than ideal results. And so then they shy away from it and then they, they refuse it. But that's just something I'm working on. I've noticed, I've been thinking about for a while, trying to package it up in a neat way. And maybe just this podcast is a way to, open that door to another audience of people that I don't see on a day-to-day basis you know the other thing too is there's a time and a place like sitting down having dinner and then somebody's talking and saying this stuff and for me to be like yeah and make the comment yeah well that's all you're ever going to be <laughs> yeah with an attitude like that that's all you're ever going to amount to maybe that's not the time and the place to be <laughs> to be mentoring somebody along right uh, maybe that's why I get uh, I don't have as many dinner dates but uh, neither here nor there Anyways, that's that. Just finished up uh amazing weekend shooting at Shaw's Shooting Academy in Idaho with uh, Spartan 7 and, and some guys and gals. and Pretty awesome. You know, here's, you go, we, we go to the Spartan 7 thing and it's a group of people, a collection of people that are sort of vetted through a small group of people that love and trust each other and know that they're only going to surround themselves with with really amazing people. And so you know that going in, like I'm going to walk into this room and there's going to be 25 people and it's going to be safe and everybody's going to be awesome. They're super accomplished. They're just good freaking people, you know, and you go in there and there's a so much talent and accomplishments in life in that room. Everybody has amazing stories, amazing sense of accomplishments, um, accolades, whatever's. And uh, you go in there knowing that. And yet, you don't ever feel like that's uh, pressure on you. You don't ever feel like that's even a, a fog that permeates through the air that you can't see. It's just it's it's absent. Like the humility, or just the the authenticity, just the beauty of of everybody. There's just like no no macho, no nothing. It's just family, just love. Man, and that's that's a, what a cool. What a cool weekend we had and top it off is shooting thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of rounds of ammo. But um really that like like for me with my physical my physical events, the physical event itself is just a vehicle, a platform to introduce things for life and uh Taco uses, you know, team guy shit, you know, in this instance shooting as that vehicle or platform to really bring people together and layer in some fabulous stuff. So 
what a cool weekend has me still thinking and processing you know it's like my life is just I'm always processing but not Friday Friday I head out for some antelope hunting I won't be processing shit then I'm gonna go out there and do some work but alright everybody I hope you have a good week thanks for listening this will get hung here in a little bit and uh, hey I just want to give a quick shout out to um, I, I haven't been shouting them out because it's not why they set me up but Mo and John from uh, Beyond the Whiteboard because I mean they're the ones that started me out in this podcast thing and they've just been super supportive they get me where I'm at and you know I just thanks again guys you know to the two of you for believing in me and getting me here I look back and it's been almost two years year and a half almost two years now and uh, something that I just didn't want to do I wanted to do didn't want to do self-doubt and how much I've grown personally by doing this and the place that I am emotionally spiritually psychologically whatever the right word is is it mental and emotional and those subsets of psychological is it just psychological am I redundant when I say psychologically emotionally mentally but uh, you know, and they've both had they've both have had um, kids in in the last recent months, and uh, so just congratulations to both of you guys and whatnot. But uh, appreciate you guys. All right, man, out here.